Welcome to the All About Digital Marketing podcast. The show all about digital marketing, digital marketing, digital marketing, digital marketing. Brought to you by Socialink, digital marketing agency specializing in social media and content marketing for brave brands and forward thinking SMEs. I'm your host, Chris Bruno. And as always, we're here to bring you the most actionable tips, tricks, tools, and insights to help you achieve more when it comes to your digital marketing. Subscribe to the show and be sure to share with a friend if you found something useful or interesting. You can find all the show notes and more information on www.allaboutdigitalmarketing.co.uk. Daryl, thank you so much for joining me today. Chris, glad to be here and glad to be part of your podcast. Thank you. So I'm kind of really excited about this because I don't know how many times on this show I have told people that this, my phone or their phone, is one of the best pieces of kit that they could possibly have in their marketing arsenal. But today we're going to go into more detail about that and in particular video marketing. But before we do that, who are you, Daryl? What do you currently do? And how did you get into this? Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Daryl Sigler. I am the founder and creator of Smartphone Video Marketing. Smartphone Video Marketing is fundamentally about teaching SME business owners how to start and scale their video marketing efforts. And we do that primarily through or primarily without video production companies, without expensive film equipment, and without actually having a background in filmmaking experience. And as Chris alluded to, we do that all with our smartphone, first and foremost. So, yeah, that is the idea of smartphone video marketing. Uh, in terms of how I got to this point, I don't think your podcast is long enough, Chris. Um, it's been an evolution. I mean, it's like anything. It's um, Sometimes these things come through you know, your life's journeys, but also through necessity. I mean, very long story short... I've worked for myself and my own businesses and SME businesses. Um, I've worked in large global digital marketing agencies as well. And that's where I really first saw the power of video and how it worked. Uh, I also saw the price points in terms of trying to get into video. And I, f- um, I found that really sort of challenging in terms of an SME SME business. I mean, video is a great format to be able to show what you do and how you do it. But, you know, that price point was always always a challenge. Uh, I then left the agency world, if you like, and then started my own SME business in Australia in the B2B space. And this is where we came across the transition of trying to introduce video to our business. And I guess we went through what was probably a very traditional route for a lot of businesses in that we went with a video production company and that was fine it worked for us really uh we got a couple of videos done but the one thing that i found was it was rather clunky in the way that we tried to introduce it to the to the business um we couldn't really do it at scale from a financial point of view, from an implementation point of view because you know it was really disruptive for the video production company to come in on you know, for a day shooting in a sense. Um, so I sort of, I, I parked it really. And um, lo and behold, I came across, if I can say, mobile journalism, which was something that I found out 
uh, journalists were primarily shooting and producing newsworthy content. And I'm talking like six o'clock news, primetime news stories with their smartphones. And yeah, I was blown away. I went, wait, wait. I, I, I actually did ask a journalist this question. I went, what? This, is, this will be on the six o'clock news and you're shooting it with your smartphone. And he went, yep. And for me, that was my light bulb moment. I went, okay, well, you know, if, if brands like the BBC, RTE in Ireland, you know, you've got brands in the, in the USA are doing it as well. I just went, look, if brands like that are doing it for primetime news, business owners need to be able to do this so they can promote their business with their smartphones. And that was my light bulb moment. Tried it, tested it with my business in Australia. It was a massive success. And because of that, I thought, right, this is something that needs to go out to a wider audience because I'll be honest with you, running your business is hard. And um, if you can get any tricks and tips that sort of gives you a little bit of an edge, um, I'm all for that. So thus, smartphone video marketing was born. I love it. And to be fair, like we were talking about this just before we hit the record button, the uh, beauties of, for example, for me, my first mobile phone being a Nokia 3310, for example, uh, some listeners hopefully will be old I enough to remember that. I think it's on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Classic phone. It was amazing. Um, I think the battery life lasted like seven days, uh, yeah. but there was no video. There wasn't anything like that. And today the power of what we all have, most of us have a smartphone, an iPhone or whatever else. If it's in the last couple of generations, the tech in this is pretty outstanding, right? It's it's an incredible piece of kit when it comes to being a camera. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, by all means. And this is something that very much comes to the fore. Uh, there's this perception that, you know, smartphone video to a certain extent doesn't have the quality that's expected of what is conventional cameras you know, DSLRs, mirrorless cameras, so on and so forth. But, you know, the technology is evolving and a lot of cameras now shoot 4K. I mean, they shoot 1080p by default and the device itself is, I mean, the smartphone device itself is incredibly powerful, but the perception is, you know, it's, it's laid in terms of it's got this association with smartphone video. So, you know, it, uh, sorry, association with social media, rather. So, you know, there's this very much this perception of, you know, it's it's shot on the, in the moment, it's moving around, it's not really professional. But if you follow a process and understand the methods behind how to make a professionally shot video with your smartphone – you can very much see footage that you wouldn't necessarily know was shot on a smartphone. You would just have that that expectation that, oh, okay, that was shot on a normal camera. There's a lot of little things, uh, and I think we're going to go back and forth, back and forth, because I love this subject uh, and I'm very keen. Uh, so I'm going to be trying to get as much out of you for not just the listeners, but also for me. Um, okay. But there are some really cool pieces of kit that aren't ridiculously expensive and that can make a huge difference to footage. Uh, and I'm thinking of, for example, I picked up a secondhand DJI Osmo 2 um, for my mobile phone, which is a really simple gimbal kind of system, which yes. just changed from my hands that shake um, <laughs> to actually having a really smooth kind of process. And we've used that to record stuff for clients. We've used that to record stuff for myself personally, as well as for us as a business, as an agency. What are some of the things that people can do to really change or to up like you said, to get away from that shaky TikTok type video that people are used to thinking about when it comes to smartphones? 
Okay, so first and foremost, what we want to do is we want to give this perception of professionalism. You know that it be that it is actually a quality quality footage shot off a quality phone. So the first and foremost, you want to get yourself a tripod. We want to have the ability to have a stable shot. And now that's why one of the reasons you suggested using a gimbal, that again is a piece of equipment where you remove that jittery footage element and it just smooths the transitions as you're shooting them. But, you know, you don't necessarily have to go into what is a, uh, a gimbal setup. A simple tripod where you're just setting up the shot and you can hold the shot for say anywhere from four to eight seconds is perfect and then it's just a matter of stitching all these different shots together all very stable all very structured in terms of what you're seeing and when they are all stitched together they very much tell a visual story in what is a professional way you can tell i'm getting too excited because i do also have like gorilla pods and other things and i could have gone with one of them super cheap and really easy and you're right i never basically hold my phone even if i'm on a zoom call it's basically perched on my phone uh on the gorilla pod on my desk so yes you're right the tripod idea would have been much smarter i mean the other thing i would add into that i mean again understanding these layers of perception and quality stable footage is one the second element is audio Okay, combine those two together and you have a really slick production. So you have the stable shot first and foremost, but again, uh, you can get third-party devices that you can plug into your phone, be it lapel mics, be it shotgun mics, that totally take your audio collection to the next level. And it really sort of, again, adds that extra level of quality on top of Uh, the footage that you've got. So tripod first and foremost, and then just getting yourself an audio device that you can plug into your phone that really, really focuses that, um, that audio input. I'm getting too excited. I do somewhere have a Rode Mic Me L just for my iPhone, uh, which is again, another one of those, not massively expensive. Yeah. The little shotgun mic. Yeah. Exactly. Perfect. It's not very expensive. It cost me, I think about 58 pounds, 60 pounds. Uh, plug straight into the iPhone. It comes with a dead cat for anyone who's not sure what that is, like a cover on top of it. So you don't get too much of the wind noise. Um, and it changes everything from trying to pick up that audio with your phone, which can sometimes sound echoey that picks up a lot of background noise, etc. It just kind of focuses that a little bit. And you're right. That makes a huge difference. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, with those, with those simple elements straight away, you can elevate your video incredibly well. So let's see if I'm right in saying that the next stage after that would potentially be lights. Yes, by all means. I mean, you want to make sure. Okay, so fundamentally, it just comes down to being seen and heard. Now, we've covered the sort of seen element and the heard element, but a big element of that on top of, if you like, is being able to illuminate your subject. Now, smartphone video marketing, we're all about getting things done. Uh, And so we very much call on what is natural light in most settings where we can. I mean, there will be some situations, be it indoors, and we will have the need for artificial lighting. And we do have simple little LED lights that we can uh, put on top of our video rigs. But first and foremost, we always lead first with, um, you know, using nature's light, that big, big light source in the sky. 
It is incredible, actually, the difference it makes. We've done quite a few articles about this, especially last year when everyone found themselves using Zoom <laughs> uh, and trying to explain if the window's behind you, turn around, <laughs> make sure yeah. the window is behind the camera. And they're very, very small things, but actually they make a huge difference, especially to webcam, built-in webcams on laptops or iPads and stuff like that. Uh, their ability, I think, to to light the source very well. But actually, if you've just got the window behind the camera, it changes a huge amount of the shot. Yeah, and it's incredibly frustrating as well because sometimes, you know, the great view is behind you. So you want to sort of get that shot. But the problem is... All it's all it's doing it's it's illuminating your back. It's not illuminating your face. So you have to you have to do a one eighty, get your face lit, and that means you know you may have to dress the room behind you, which people are a bit more wary of. So yeah, always uh, we have a rule. We call it you know bum to the sun. If you're the actual videographer, if you're filming your subject, you always want to have your bum to the sun, in a sense that that means the light is shining directly onto your subject and they are essentially lit. Okay, so we started with all the fun stuff that I was really interested in there in terms of the the equipment and everything else. Let's see if we can help some of the listeners as well. Um, When it comes to preparing video or preparing an idea for a video, what are some of the starting points that small businesses, SMEs in particular, can can basically start with? What's that initial step of coming up with some ideas of what sort of content to try and create? Okay, well, what I would say is initially, let's just keep things simple. And initially, I try, we, we very much try and introduce video in a place within the workflow of the business, within their systems that will probably have the greatest impact initially. And we find sometimes that, you know, just simple thank you videos work really, really well. I mean, if you have processes, you have onboarding sequences, uh, you can very much introduce a video into that, uh, that workflow, if you like. And it's something that it breaks down barriers initially, you know, rather than getting, say, a cold email, um, I don't, yeah, a cold email just sort of straight up. What you can do is you can introduce a thank you video. And what that does is, is introduces the individual to, you know, who that client is going to be talking to next. It introduces a process. It introduces next steps. And, you know, that's just one example and a really simple way to be able to introduce video into your systems um also if you find you're having conversations over and over again uh maybe that's something you can get down in video and you know maybe that's something you could introduce to an faqs page people come in they're always asking the same questions put it on a video you have someone who's a representative of the company as well i mean individuals do business with people on a personal level the more that you can introduce the personal side of your business and the people within that business, you're creating connections. And that's what we're all about. I couldn't agree with you more. We actually do a lot of this, uh, funny enough, using very similar to how we're recording this podcast. And we will talk to clients, companies that we work with, the owners, the CEOs, CMOs, CTOs, whatever it might be. Uh, and we'll ask them questions about the business, how things are going, what they're up to. And actually this content makes for phenomenal social media content. It's the most real. It's the most engaged with. um, It's the part that isn't all glossy and shiny because it's a prepared announcement that tries to use all the big words. It's literally somebody talking to the camera, talking to their real community and their audience. And I think there's huge amounts of power in that. And I think, I don't know if you'd agree with me on this, but in the last year, 
the quality of footage has become acceptable for it to be an online as opposed to an overly produced £5,000 video uh, for that particular person talking within an organization. Like if we look at Sky News and the BBCs and everything that you've mentioned with people unable to go into studios and stuff, everything's reliant on Zoom. There are issues, there are problems, etc. But actually it's a phenomenal communication tool. It's a phenomenal way to be able to create that initial step content to be able to use on social media. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. It's it's really interesting because, as I mentioned earlier, I very much take our founding ethos from what is mobile journalism. So I'm 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 quite uh, a big follower of that space in terms of what's happening and evolving. And as the pandemic broke, what was really interesting is all of a sudden all these news hubs were essentially locked out of talking to anyone face-to-face. So I saw these these uh, conversations happening within organisations on how they were adapting their workflow so they could then put the collection of news, stories, customer experiences back on the individual, gathering that from their actual smartphone themselves. So if anything, they were sending out requests giving them simple sort of little introductions on how to get the best footage, where to sit, you know, everything we've talked about previously. But what that's done is very much brought the the style of footage to the fore, as in smartphone. Everything's a little bit raw. Everything's a little bit more real. And if anything, I think this last year, as it has with many other aspects of business, it's actually fast-tracked that process of what is authentic video. I think that's a a key thing. Um, and I often talk about this as well. People like Gary V that are just constantly sharing video content, etc. cetera. Uh, I try and tell as many people as possible, and especially our clients, you, you're nowhere near that. That step is so far away to have somebody that literally follows you around all day, every day, yeah. filming your every move and you talking at conferences or whatever else, you know, you, most small businesses aren't there. But actually the power of the smartphone that's in your pocket that sat there basically doing nothing most of the time is absolutely phenomenal. And in a business, uh, you've mentioned as well, whether it's B2B, B2C, et cetera, et cetera, there's a human to human interaction. And the more I think that people can show who their team members are, who the people are that are behind the business, give people a real sense of who you are. Now, this doesn't mean staging you know, high tea to pretend like you're very posh or whatever else. It just means you being yourself to talk to the clients, to be able to talk to your community. And I think that to me still today represents the biggest opportunity mixed in with social media, with that kind of real content, I think is one of the biggest chances for SMEs right now to stand out and to find new business. Yeah, I would totally agree. I mean, as I've alluded to before, you know, it's all about showing what you do, how you do it, and more importantly, as and when it happens. And, you know, that's crucial because, you know, you run a, you run your business 365 days a year. And this was one of my points that I found quite frustrating when we originally outsourced to a video production company. You know, there were things happening in our business and the video production company weren't there. We wanted to capture those moments. And it's like, well, how do I get around this? How do I work and be able to do that and capture these moments? You know, very much in a documentary style. And thus, smartphone video marketing was born. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's almost like taking uh, your business on a visual journey. And, you know, customers who understand what you do 
will want to go on that process with you. They'll establish that connection, and that's quite quite a nice experience, a very personal experience. The other thing I would say as well is, you know, you talked about Gary V and this the volume and the way that he produces content, and you're absolutely right. It's just crazy and very challenging in a sense. But here's a different twist I want you to think about because – if you can if you can introduce an approach into your business that you know key individuals take ownership of within your business itself uh, it very much changes the perspective of how you collect and capture those moments so say for instance you know you could have 15 employees potentially you have 15 cameras on call you know to be able to cal- capture elements of your business as and when it happens now we can get people trained up on that so they understand the principles. But if a moment should come along, straight away they understand, right, this is something that we can market. They're, the phone's out, you know, they're understanding, they're documenting the process. And then that can then go, but you know, in front of a brand manager, whoever is in charge of that. And then they can start to craft the story from that. So it's all about leveraging the power of the smartphone. I think it's always interesting because there is an element of, buy-in as well. And you have people probably not unlike ourselves who are happy to jump on a podcast, talk, uh, be on video, etc. We have found clients that literally will do anything not to be on camera. Yes. How do you approach that? <laughs> yeah, it is challenging. Uh, I mean, video is terrifying. There's no getting around it. You know, some people it comes to naturally, other people it's a journey. It's a process. It's a painful process. You have to go through it. You just have to be in front of it, make your, you know, make your mistakes. We very much have a, a belief here. We call it imperfect action is still action and action is progress and progress builds momentum. And that's what we're all about. I mean, if you want to get video, if you want to get good at video, you have to be in front of it. And, you know, we talked about earlier the raw, authentic elements of, today's online space with video you know don't 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 be worried about that it can be shot in a style that reflects you and who you are and a lot of the time your hang-ups are not the hang-ups that people are thinking about you know that watch the video and that's a big thing to consider as well um i mean there's other ways around it from a shooting perspective as well so the other day i was shooting a uh, a book launch for a new author um, and he was very new to video and he was clearly very, very nervous. And in the end, after he'd read his three scripts and he put them down, uh, the camera was still rolling. And I said, okay, right. I said, the camera's off now. Let's just have a conversation. I want to know more about what is it you do. And I just went through it. And I mean, he just totally relaxed. It was great. And, you know, we got really, really good, natural, relaxing footage actually from that segment where he just, dropped his barriers, and uh, we took that. So a little bit of deception can go a long way as well. (laughs) It's for your own good. That's the thing to remember. (laughs) (laughs) We're not filming, I promise. We're not filming. Just tell me about your new product. What are you doing? Um, Yeah. It it might actually be a fantastic way of doing it. Unfortunately, if we're online, it says the big recording button, so that'll probably freak people out. uh, Time and a place. Time and a place. But I I do think it is something that, again, you, you mentioned it earlier, the Action is much better than perfection. And this is something that we 
hammer into people. 80% is showing up. Like it's just yeah. as simple as that. And doing nothing yeah. because you're scared that it won't be perfect or it won't be a hundred percent. I think we're recording episode 146 of the podcast. I still make mistakes. Things still happen. Tech sometimes goes down. I bang this arm more often than I'd care to admit where my microphone is attached. All sorts of things. But it doesn't matter. It's part and parcel of the process. And it's part and parcel of trying to remember not to make too big a hand gesture, for example, next time. But more and more people, I think, need to understand that even if it's not 100% perfect, it's better than nothing most of the time. Unless yeah. it's really bad, but I don't think most people would make anything or put it out if it was really bad. But I think that's a huge thing. Yeah. And I mean, equally, sometimes going through that process and actually putting something out into the world uh, that you're, I mean, we'll never be completely happy with everything, but if you can put something out into the world that, you know, you're happy up to a point sometimes you will be shocked by what happens. I mean, my first smartphone video that I shot for my business in Australia, uh, you know, I was less than impressed with what I shot. Um, And this was a video, you know, showing off some big petrol tanks in what is the industrial space. That video now has had over 3 million impressions, is our strongest lead source in terms of new business, and hey, am I going to take that video down and try and improve on it? No, I'm not. You know, um, people see it for what it is um, and the value it provides, you know. Um, and that's, yeah, I mean, that is a massive takeaway. And that's when my mind shifted and in a sense, like, let's just put it out. Let's have a go and see what we get for it. Because you will always get something from the process. And that's the key thing to remember. Equally, I think, What's really great and nostalgic through the process of video is as you go on that journey, you can go back and look at your previous videos and that will all, that will give you the inspiration to, to know that, you know, yes, I have improved and that's a, that's a massive takeaway. And to be honest with you, with anyone listening to this, and if you do think of people like the Gary V's or if you've got a favorite YouTuber, find their first ever videos. Yes. Because it doesn't matter who it is, MKBHD, uh, if you're into gaming stuff, same thing. Twitch guys, the same thing. Gary V, the same thing when he first started doing Wine Library. Everybody is on this journey. No one starts off by going perfect, great, huge production values, perfect lighting, perfect sound, perfect everything. In fact, I launched this podcast using the pair of headphones that comes with your Apple iPhone. That's how you start. Um, Getting it done. Yeah, well, that was it, basically. And we recorded the first one. We didn't even know what the name of the podcast was. So again, (laughs) like no excuses for anybody. It is part of that process. And also, it's how you find your feet, right? This is the really important thing because you'll start to realize, okay, well, we tried a bit of that. Didn't work too well. We tried a bit of this. That worked pretty well. This felt more comfortable. That felt more fun. This got more engagement. And suddenly, you know what to start making more of. And I think that's the important part, right? Is trialing these things so that you can then get a sense of what's really going to work for you and for your business. Yeah, of course. Of course. And that's, yeah, you've summed it up beautifully. In that case, if I've summed it up beautifully, we're done all of a sudden. That's well, not good. Well, I mean, I mean yeah, <laughs> use the analogy of training. You know, I, I, you, you can't get off the couch and run a marathon all within the, the space of a day. It just doesn't work, does it? So, you know, it's just logical. But people tend to beat themselves up about it and they really shouldn't.
Well, I think that's the key thing. And it's also, you don't need everything to start with. And yes. this is something I know, I know we started off with the, the gizmos equipment. and gadgets, yeah. uh, equipment. It, keep it simple. Yeah. Keep it simple. And literally, you know, even if it is a, but you know, I think my gorilla pod I bought five years ago cost me 15 pounds. I still use it on a regular basis. It comes with a smartphone holder at the top. That's as simple as it is. It's the cheapest piece of kit I've ever bought. And it's probably the only piece that's lasted all five years. Um, My phone at the moment is wrapped around a gorilla pod sitting on a tripod. So there you go. You see? Um, Even the professionals use it. (laughs) I'm glad I'm very much in the amateur section. Um, But actually, this is something then. So when we're talking about for businesses and small businesses, and we've talked about the idea of employees having this ability to capture What's your thoughts on shorter videos for the use of social media to give people that sense of what's going on in the background? You know, actually showing processes, showing new products coming in, showing the team as they work on something behind the scenes, whatever it might be. What what do you think about that? Yeah, I I mean, short form video is great. Long form video is great. I, I think it's understanding where to show the right content to the right person at the right time. If they've bought into you in a sense that they know, if you like, the the product and the service that you deliver, well, then maybe you can evolve that out more in a long-form video in terms of the methods and the way that you do that. And, you know, that might be more of a long-form five, ten-minute, which really digs into the nuts and bolts and the processes because that individual may want to know more specifics and you can set up your workflow, your funnels and uh, your delivery, if you like, so that person will see that video at the right time by all means. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's understanding if you like, we talk about, you know, top of the funnel, bottom of the funnel, short form videos may be better for, you know, new customers, just getting to the point, understanding what it is about. Um yeah, I mean, you've talked earlier about understanding what works for your business and that comes back to the point of, yes, try some short form, try some medium form, try some long form, understand where to put it, see how it goes, see if it gets traction and evolve the process. I think it was about two, three months ago, I was invited to talk to a group of artists and uh, at the end of the event, I said, look, anyone who wants it, I'm happy to give 30 minutes time free of charge, just help point you in the right direction. Just ping me a link uh, and we can catch up. All of them, absolutely every single one had phenomenal photos, as you would imagine, yeah. of art, yeah. of everything else. I was like that. There's nothing about you. There's nothing about who you are. There's nothing about your processes. There's nothing about what you're doing or working on currently. There's nothing you know, no video of you sketching something. There's no video of you talking about anything you've ever done. I was like that, like, this is huge. And it, for every single one, uh, I'm still in touch with a few of them and they've kept in touch and I'm following them on Instagram. And suddenly, you know, they're sharing where they are, why they get inspiration about stuff. Yeah. They're sharing. And literally every single one that's done it has seen a positive uptick and the response has been phenomenal. So it's yeah. amazing the power that it can actually give you. And again, that's without any additional kit, you know, like you were mentioning, whether it's a tripod or a microphone to get to that next stage, even at that beginning stage, even if the audio is a little bit raw or anything else, I think people will forgive that if it gives them an insight 
and more of a connection to you or to your business or to your art or to whatever it is that you're doing, if it shows them that little bit of insight, that little bit of behind the scenes. And for me, that's really important. Definitely. And I 100% agree. Uh, I mean, case in point, there's been some really big TV shows out there that illustrate exactly that. I mean, um, what's the latest one? Inside the Factory with Greg Wallace. You know, that is a behind the scenes look of how, for instance, how your Cocoa Pops is made. You know, people want to know that. They want to, I mean, they eat this stuff day in, day out and they want to, oh, this is weird. How do they, and, and, you know, he's going in and looking at all these amazing brands and actually how it's made. And I mean, there's other ones. There's Food Unwrapped, which is another example. You know, where does your food come from? It's getting this deeper level of understanding of, you know, how things come to be. And you can do that on a personal level, like you said, with artists. I think that's great because people very much buy into the artists and their, um, you know, their belief and their inspiration, so on and so forth. And yeah, there's so many different touch points. And the more you sort of amplify these touch points, the more you'll get these little connections that happen along the way. It's, it's, well, when you mentioned like the TV shows, I wasn't actually thinking where you were going down, but I thought of an example. And I don't know if you've ever seen, uh, Amazon's The Boys, uh, which is like a very dark noir comedy about superheroes. Um, but actually the reason why it's connected is actually how much all their, all the actors, all the main team behind it, everyone that's involved, how much they share within their own personal, uh, Instagram accounts and other things from behind the scenes like literally it's just filled with this idea of here you go let us show you a little bit more let us show you a little bit behind it let us show you us out of character messing around doing things how we hang out afterwards and things like this and it's amazing i still think this is amazing how many companies don't even actually showcase who their ceo is or who some of their team members are or the people that are talking to clients all day every day aren't actually in any of the content don't give their opinions on anything in that sense and i think that's a huge uh, missed opportunity for a lot of companies yeah i mean i can understand the reservation depending on you know the type of business you're you're in and all about brand authenticity and you know but sometimes breaking down stereotypes and can can have a big uh, impact in terms of hey this isn't the norm this is impressive but, you know, again, coming back to your analogy with the boys, I think that's great as well because you could take the view that, you know, that production is a business and all those individual stars are the employees. What are they doing? They're showing the behind-the-scenes stuff and it's great. And, you know, that's something to take on board. And, I mean, one thing I will say, you know, with smartphone video marketing, it's a very broad concept and it's like, well, what is smartphone video marketing? Is it just sort of, you know, going in the Instagram feed is it all about social video? It's not really. I mean, that's one aspect of it, um, very much your sh- social style videos. But another aspect is all about, uh, you know, almost uh, reflecting that mobile journalism part, you know, creating documentaries that in a very strategic way that outline what your business is about, what you're doing, where you're going, next steps. And then you've got another completely different aspect as well. It's all about live video because you have this aspect of your smartphone where potentially you're in an event, you've got something that's interesting that's happening with the business here and now, you know, you also have the ability to go with live. So there's, there's different aspects to it and that's something just to bear in mind. Would you recommend people 
and I'm going to use the word storyboard and before anyone panics and thinks this is months and months of preparation, but a basic structure storyboard to creating this kind of update video about the business or this kind of documentary style video about their business. And how would you recommend people do that in the, in its most simplistic form if somebody wanted to try to do this? Yeah, I would 100% storyboarding. I mean, storyboarding is a very simple concept. I mean, all it involves is you could just do little stick diagrams in terms of understanding the different types of shots you want to do to be able to tell that story in a very visual format. Uh, and I sometimes use the analogy uh, of going into a, say you go into a, a room or a big, you go, you're going to an exhibition, a conference. Now, if you can imagine our eyes are very much the video camera, the first thing you do is you will walk into that big open hall. You very much establish a wide shot. If you like, you're taking in the whole of the auditorium. Uh, you're pulling out little key bits, bits of information. You then may see something that comes of interest. You effectively, if you like, blink. You've hit, uh, you stop that recording. You then zoom in to what is the next interesting aspect that you focused in on so you may come into what is a medium shot you may focus on an individual that's from the waist up you're getting that information from a visual point of view again he might be doing something with his hands showing someone something what he's doing you may then want to focus in on what's happening with the hands you may blink again you stop you're reframing the shot you're focusing in on the hands and it's all about as you said storyboarding drawing out those those images in a format that just makes sense from a story perspective and then you've got a you've got a game plan to be able to go out and shoot that and it really really helps in terms of bringing that concept to life with you know a plan in mind rather than just not having any plan at all i agree with that and i think actually whether you're making youtube videos documentary style videos whether you're even about to do a facebook live for your company uh, and just talk about a particular aspect or whatever it might be planning out what you're going to do makes a huge difference uh, and depending on how much planning you need everyone's different i'm usually happy with four or five bullet points that i'm looking to cover that's about it that's about the extent of my planning most of the time but I know other people have much bigger lists and making sure they're covering the key things that they need to remember to do uh, and actually knowing what that's going to look like is a huge step in the right direction. Yeah, and it gives you a natural flow that works really well. You know, you you bullet point and then you just follow your bullet points. I mean, I've even seen some people, you know, they haven't got any issues with actually just having a notepad in front of them and they're just reading off the notepad in terms of the bullet points because they're comfortable that it's just getting it done. It's imperfect action. And, you know, as that process evolves, eventually they'll drop that notepad and they'll know the bullet points and they'll just, you know, their, their flow will become more seamless. Okay, before we wrap up, what's the number one biggest tip, hint or trick or tool that you would recommend for people that want to start doing more video with their smartphones? Wow. Okay. I would, I would understand a process, get a process in play. Because if you have that process and that understanding of how to actually make video, it's something that won't go away. It will, it will seed you in the right direction for the future. Also see video as very much a medium for the future. Um, phones are evolving so much. In 10 years' time, I, no, I have no idea where phones are going to go, but they are going to be a very powerful mechanism for us to be able to show what we're doing, how we do it, as and when it happens. 
in 10 years time, you'll be uh, running the Google Glass equivalent video marketing.com. Yeah. Hey, sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl, thank you so much. Where can people connect with you online? How can people find you and how can people find out more? Yeah, excellent. Thank you, Chris. Uh, people can get hold of me on LinkedIn. My LinkedIn profile is Daryl Sigler. And equally, uh, they can drop into our smartphone video dot marketing website. Uh, we've got a great little ebook there that people can get a hold of. Just introduces them to the concepts of smartphone video marketing and hopefully we'll break down some barriers in terms of your perception of it. I love it. We'll add links to those, to, to both of those, your uh, LinkedIn and the website so that people can find it. Daryl, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Chris, awesome. Glad to be part of the show. Thank you. The All About Digital Marketing podcast is brought to you by Social Inc., a distributed digital marketing agency specialized in delivering results through online campaigns. Whether it's content marketing, social media marketing, online advertising, or web design, we've got you covered from strategy through to delivery. If you're struggling with your digital marketing, get in touch today by simply visiting www.socialinc.co.